Hello, my Full Moon friends, Shonra Zas and Odyssey. Today, I want to touch on and dive into the topic of wartime stress help. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zas, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. All right, let's take a deep breath. <sighs> All right, so this is the second video that I've made since the war broke out in Ukraine. And I was, if you listened to the last video, I just recorded about my birthday and my birthday month and giving up coffee and everything I was going through in March. Um, you'll have a little bit of an idea of where I was at. I was in a coffee break withdrawal experience. Um, and I spent a lot of time during that thinking about the war in Ukraine and how I could possibly help. What could I offer? And I, so I want to give like some background and kind of help you guys understand where I'm coming from and then give, um, at the end of the video, I'd like to offer a very, very simple doable process for, addressing and helping with stress from the war. But first I want to give some context and give some perception of what perspective of where I'm coming from. So it was my, um, on March 2nd was my 40th birthday and it was a few days after the war broke out and we, my partner had planned a surprise birthday week for me for my 40th. And it started with us jumping out of an airplane, which I have never had that on my bucket list. Um, but he decided that that was a gift he wanted to give me. And I was in the back of the car. We were driving. It's okay, mommy. Is that your plan? And I was reading the news. I was catching up on what was going on in Ukraine. I had spent over an hour reading articles and just kind of understanding what was going on. And I looked up from the back of the car and I saw a sign for skydiving. And I was like, what? What's going on? And, and I don't think I want to jump on a plane though. I love this noise. What about my little one? You know, since I've had a kid, my risk taking and my evaluation of uh, how to take care of myself has changed because I really understand the importance of, you know, the, of having parents in our life. And so I really want to make sure that I'm always there for my little one and don't take unnecessary risks. That said, we did decide to still jump out of a plane Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. And we, he took me, he was very happy to take me to this, this birthday gift. And we walked, he, she was napping in the car when we arrived and we walked up to the place and he said, wow, this is really interesting. I haven't been here since I served in the war. He was in the 2006 Lebanon war. Israeli, Lebanon, my husband's Israeli, we're here in Israel. And um, 
during the war where the now skydiving business places where people come jump out of the plane for free or for fun was where he used to be based and stationed and where all of the helicopters and the Air Force part of the air units were based and he lived in a tent there and his job in the military was to go and rescue people. He was on the in the rescue. He was one of the um, rescue units. And and so as we went up in the plane, I was, you know, strapped to my tandem instructor person and, you know, having this, you know, really profound experience of flying up to 11,000 feet and jumping out of a plane over the coast of Israel was really breathtaking and special. And for me at the same time, I couldn't help but think about like how odd it was that here I am having this very normal 40th birthday moment and what's happening to the lives of the people in Ukraine. And, you know, I, I know that there are there's probably a, a large spectrum of people who are having different thoughts and different emotions connected to the war. And it's normal to feel scared. You know, there's, it's normal to feel scared about, you know, is there potentially going to be a nuclear war? What else could potentially happen? Maybe we have connections to people who are actually in Ukraine. I know actually a lot of people I'm talking to have, um, <laughs> it seems to be there's a lot of app builders in Ukraine. So a lot of people I know who have apps that are, staffed by people in Ukraine. There's all kinds of different levels of impact. And, and so to some degree, I know, I know there are some people who are not really thinking of the war or are trying not to think of the war or who are um, avoiding the news. I know that is one option. And I know there are some people who are glued to the screen and can't stop looking at the news and can't stop watching what's going on and I'm I'm somewhere in the middle you know I'm living in a country my, my, my office where I work out of is in a bomb shelter uh, in Israel it is pretty normal here to be bombed um, every building every neighborhood has a bomb shelter um, most apartments or most homes here in Israel have a bomb shelter room in their house or in their apartment. My office is in a bomb shelter every day. I, I mean, it's convenient. I get to close two doors that make my office very soundproof, but I'm also closing the door to a bomb shelter. It's a part of reality here. It's, you know, they're part of as the Ukraine war broke out, there was kind of this interesting mood here in Israel that changed what's like for the first time in a while Israel's not the topic of the news and not the center of this kind of attention and Ukraine has now taken that attention and yet at the same time like Israelis know all too well what it's like to be attacked when I first lived here we spent a lot of time rock climbing and camping and going to hot springs and being in Israel and as we as we you know, in a very short time, drove around the, the entirety of Israel and realized that there it's an island because the borders are fences and the, the bordering countries, Israel is is uh, is uh, not in the best situation. It's a it's a it's a tense reality to live near 
to live in a country where there is this tension and this reality of war and bombings. It's really interesting. And on top of that, my partner is, was born in Kharkov. I believe Kharkov is how they say it in Russian. And I think that now how, they, how Americans and English is saying is Kharkiv. I'm not, sure, I'm not totally sure on that pronunciation. I've always known that he was born in Kharkov and lived there for the first 10 years of his life. And the neighborhood that he grew up in is flattened, it's demolished. And, you know, he doesn't have any family or really even friends there anymore, but there's still a certain connection to the reality of what's going on in Ukraine. And, you know, our, our whole, our whole, uh, we've never, he's always called himself Russian. And I've always referred to his family heritage as Russian. And now he's Ukrainian. And now Ukraine is the more accurate thing to say. And, you know, he, he has shared a lot with me over the months. I've, I've been getting to know Russian, Ukrainian culture, particularly this last six months we've been living here in Israel. Part A large part to be, we've been living here because we wanted our little one to be close to her grandparents here and to learn Russian language so that they can, so she can connect with them and learn with them and have grandparents in her life. And in all of this family time we've been spending together, I've been really getting to know Russian culture and how he was raised and watching how his parents interact with our little one. And, you know, we're from California and I have one set of values and one set of ways of being. And he is from Ukraine, Russian, Israeli culture. And so we have this really, I've been really learning a lot about like Russian culture and, or Ukrainian, Israeli culture and the differences. And, and one of the things that's been really interesting for me to understand about is a lot of the mental constructs of what, what Russians, um, you know, he, he was born technically in the USSR and in 1995, when the USSR collapsed, he, he and his family immigrated here to Israel. And one of the really wild things that I've learned about Russian culture is that um, in the USSR, like there, because of all of the control and the communism, there was a lot of um, psychological control. And if you did something wrong, you could disappear. And if you knew of somebody who some, who did something wrong and you didn't tell, you could potentially disappear or get in trouble. And the understanding the psychological impact of what that would be like to be in a culture where the there's this fear of truth, fear of connecting, fear of being vulnerable, fear of sharing things. It's really blown my mind of, you know, I'm from California. I grew up in a really, really different culture and different mindset. And really for me as a coach, understanding how much our mindset and how much the way that we believe and think the world works makes a tremendous difference in our life and our emotions and how we show up. And so I've just been really having, and you can tell that I, even though I've been sitting on this and chewing with this for a month, there's still a lot that I'm processing. I'm, I'm sure that you can watch and hear me 
somewhat stumble and struggle through this because I am still stumbling and struggling through this. It's, it's a big deal. You know, I, I think a lot about, of course, about the Ukrainians and what's happening to their life and their country. And it's really, really breathtaking, really sad, really um, hard to process, hard to feel. And I also, at the same time, think about the Russians and the control of information, the, the control of the news, the control of the media that they're experiencing, the really thought control where they're, what the, the reality that they're shown is, is, is highly controlled and, and, and having a lot of compassion for their experience and what it must be like to live there with that control. And, and so as someone who both has an interesting connection and perspective into the Ukrainian and Russian reality, but also being an outsider and not really being there. I'm in Israel at the moment and I'm from California. And so I'm also very outside of, of the experience. And as a coach, what I feel like I can offer to you and to those of us that are experiencing this moment in the world, <laughs> you know, I wanna, I, I, I wanna offer you some coaching tools on how I have been moving through this moment. And, 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 and it's not just this moment, it's, it's, a, it's a continuation of, it's a, con, it's a perpetual moment that's happening. And I want to specify, like what I want to what I want to offer is that there's an there's an option to feel really stressed, and there's an option to create a lot of physical and emotional disharmony in ourselves. And there's another option that I want to offer you from a coaching perspective, and, and as from my coaching toolbox. But I also want to first clarify that I'm not I'm talking I'm not talking about the useful stress that the Ukrainians and probably and even even the Russians are experiencing where they're in a necessary state of stress for survival. I'm not talking about this stress. When there is when you're fighting for your life and when you're actually trying to survive the day, stress is really important and useful. It helps us survive. So what I'm want to offer help for is for those of us that are not in that type of stress. I'm talking about the type of emotional stress that happens from watching the news and feeling grief and feeling fear and not knowing what to do with those feelings. So in my coaching, when I help people with food and mood and stress and depression and anxiety, the, the doorway that I offer people is that first understanding that having the hard negative emotions are really important that they're a part of life and so those in this situation would be fear fear of you know things escalating fear of potentially our own you know our own real stress and also the grief and the feelings that we feel when we think about and we empathize with what's going on we empathize with our fellow humans who are having you know, these tremendously hard and sad moments happen, you know, as humans, we feel a connection to our fellow humans and we feel this grief and maybe even this anger and we feel these really big, important emotions. And what we're taught in our culture 
is to not feel our feelings. We're taught to suck it up. We're taught to, you know, be strong. And what we're also offered that when we feel bad is to turn to food, is to turn to alcohol, to turn to smoking, to turn to shopping, to turn to external things to help us cope with our bad feelings, with our negative feelings. And so what I want to offer you is understanding that when we turn, when we try to ignore and suppress our feelings, the, the fear and the grief and the loss, when we ignore those feelings, we are not processing them through our body. So we're creating issues in our tissues. And when we're using food or drinking or whatever to feel better, then we're also harming our physical health. And so when we enter this cycle, which is the normal cycle that all of us, that we, that it's like the normal cycle that we default to, we're causing emotional stress in our body. It could also be like emotional depression or emotional anxiety. The, when we don't feel our feelings, that results in a state of stress, a state of depression or a state of anxiety. And so the other option if you want to face this in the most healthy way that you can, then the other option is to feel those feelings, to feel the grief and to be with the sadness and to also even be with the fear. Now, what it's really rather a simple thing. It's not such a hard deal. It's, it's, it's a lot about bringing awareness to it and bringing awareness to, okay, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling scared and I notice myself going towards food. So part of it is catching that, that pattern, bringing awareness into that moment. And it's also making the choice to, instead of going towards the comforting external thing, it's going towards feeling the feeling. And the feeling is just a physical vibration. It's just an energy. And most of us go away from that energy because our brain is also scared of emotional pain. So it's a natural thing for us to go away from emotional pain. But what I want to offer you and encourage you and give you the option is to lean in and feel that hard feeling. For me, a lot of what has come up is just a tremendous amount of like grief for the suffering of the people who are in both Ukraine and Russia, um, particularly in Ukraine, but I also feel a lot of empathy and grief for the reality of, of many Russians. And so I would like to share with you what it's like for me, what I'm doing regularly for the last month and I'm continuously doing is processing and feeling this grief. And so for me, what that looks like is going in and paying attention to the physical vibration in my body. And you can probably tell by the way that I'm holding my chest is that I feel a lot of it right here in, um, for those of you that are not on video, it's um, on like the upper part of my chest. And I feel this, this heaviness and it goes, it's about the size of my throat. It goes up to the middle of my throat and down through most of my rib cage. And there's this, this heavy, um, feeling it's maybe, uh, a dark 
or a medium gray. It's uh, kind of like the shape of a saucer. It's maybe like a like a <laughs> like a plate or maybe like a thinking of like a UFO flying saucer. It's kind of this shape and it's about the size of a plate. And so the first step of like processing and feeling our emotions is to just locate and bring our attention, our curiosity to the physical vibration, to the feeling. So I feel this, that's what I see and feel as this grief in my body. And I notice that it's a little bit hard for me to fully breathe. I have my, I feel myself kind of catching my breath and doing these sharp inhales. And I feel as I like lean in and feel this grief, I can, I can feel the, um, the, the weight on my chest. And, and, and I actually, as I'm paying more and more attention to it, I can feel it almost even getting heavier. I can feel it sinking into my body and into my ribs. And the next piece of this is to really breathe in and welcome the emotion. So what I'm gonna offer you to do if you're doing this with me, or you can also just learn and, and watch me. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, t I'm gonna be silent for a second and I'm going to talk to the emotion and just energetically and intentionally invite and allow this emotion to be in my body and to know that it can't harm me, that it's just a physical vibration and to really kind of open up and allow it to be here in my body. So give me just a second. Okay, so I still have some more and I still would like, I definitely want to spend some more time with myself feeling and processing and allowing that motion to be more in my body. But I also want to share with you what's happened for me. So as I, as you saw me and, or heard me taking some deep breaths, breathing is a really important way to help our emotions move through our body. And as I intentionally welcomed and allowed that emotion to be in my body, I felt everything, the, the saucer kind of dissipated and spread throughout my whole body. And I felt this tingling in my fingers. And in a lot of ways, like what felt like kind of like a repressed held energy in the saucer, it felt like the saucer kind of went through my whole body. And, and and not that the grief went through my whole body, but actually energy went through my whole body. And it's one of the things that happens. Let me open my eyes. Ooh. <laughs> it's one of the things that really happens with 
processing and allowing our emotions is it actually really often um, invigorates us and opens up our energy in our body. And uh, yeah, now I actually feel this incredible like kind of buzz and high of energy. I feel really, really um, alive right now. Um, poof, that was actually quite intense <laughs> for me. Uh, wow. Whew. Yeah, I feel this um, really powerful presence in my body and this energy. It is one of the, it's not doesn't always happen, but it often happens with doing this emotional work and leaning into feeling our feelings is we actually feel really energized. When we don't feel our feelings is when we get that depressed or that stressed or that anxious. And so, yeah, that was a really powerful experience for me actually. And and a good thing to, and a good motivator and a thing to share is that like when we don't feel our feelings, we kind of lock our energy up and doing this process of being with and allowing and welcoming our emotions is really powerful to open our our energy levels and open our, whew, I'm having actually a little bit of a hard time talking. Oh. Mm. Mm. When we watch the news and when we listen and think about the, the stories and when we have the thoughts in our head, those are what really creates, create our emotions. So as I was really sharing with you what has been going on with myself, I kind of created those emotions in my body or I re-trigger those emotions in my body. And I didn't really plan for that. I didn't really think about how much I was going to feel before I shared that exercise with you guys. But it totally makes sense if I think about it. Thinking about sharing with you brought up those emotions and I had a rather big emotion to process. So that was more bigger than I was expected and also perfect and beautiful. And I want to share with you that this process is, as you saw, it's very, very simple, very, very doable. And I also want to share with you that this, like emotions, especially big emotions, like, like the war or when we also like go through a heartbreak or a big loss, our emotions come in waves. So just because I've processed this one emotion right now, I know and expect that it will likely come back. It's going to come in waves and it's kind of, it's a practice. It's not that we just process an emotion and it never comes back. We process emotions and it's, it's a part of our human experience. It's a part of emotional and mental well-being is to have this practice of feeling our feelings, of leaning in and processing these emotions. And so I want to offer you, everyone that's listening, and if you have anyone that is struggling with emotions, please share this video with them. It's really, really simple practice and really profound. Right now, as the news is full of scary, sad stories. Maybe you want to make this a practice that every time you feel those feelings come up that you lean, that you also give equal airtime to processing and feeling and allowing our these emotions. And know that if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, this is your way out. This is the way out is through feeling these feelings and processing these emotions. It's really a game changer. It's something that I teach. I, I spend a couple months with my clients working on this. So if this is a lot, it's okay that it's a lot. It is a lot. And 
yeah, it's, but it's, it's really, I hope that this was a, a small enough bite-sized piece for you to take away and implement into your life. I trust it. Go watch more of my videos. I teach a lot about emotions. I talk a lot about mental health, emotional well-being. I also am available if you would like personal help, reach out to me. I would love to even offer you a free coaching session if you would like me to hold space and help you with this. I would love to help you with this. And breathe. Breathing is such a good way to move emotions. And thank you so much for being here with me today. And please share this with someone who could use this help. I would really love to this to be a tool of help for anyone who needs help with processing and moving through stress and yeah, in this big moment of our world and wartime stress help. So there is a way out. There's a way not to turn to food. There's a way to lower our internal stress levels. And it's what you just witnessed. This It's simple, doable, and it just takes your attention and your willingness, and you can do it. Have a beautiful day. Please reach out to me if you have any questions, comment below, send me an email. I would love to help. And thank you so much. I'll see you next time.